Ah, the human torch was fully rolling the other night. And now since none of the Warriors are shaving until they clinch a playoff spot, Rod, I was teasing Steph. He's got the fuse now going. That little chin spinach is, you know, oh, evolving. So that's what that is. Yeah, he's got, okay. a li- got a little fuse. See, there's like the beard, the goatee, and then the fuse. Now, this guy is clean shaven. He's He is not growing any facial hair that I'm aware of, but Warriors GM Bob Myers on the line. What's up, Bob? How are you? Hey, guys. I appreciate you getting me. I call Radnich and Kruger and these guys. I sit on hold for 15 minutes, but you guys pipe me right in. That's pretty good. <laughs> we, we are prompt on this hey, show. You guys are good. I like well, it on oh. time. Well, that's, you know, Rod and I don't want to tell – tell you about our basketball careers we'd rather just oh, <laughs> i'm not going to touch that you nah, guys, the, com- you the conversation would be very short anyway so. <laughs> no, no we, we actually when, when we had gary and larry on the face off we said you were two timing them you're coming on with us today so oh boy, oh boy. i don't want to get on the bad side of those guys <laughs> Hey, know that you guys still have a, a, a ways to have a ways to go, but time to go before you actually get into the playoffs. But magic number of five. Barring a serious collapse, it's happening. Um, everyone's goal is to make the playoffs, but realistically, did you think if everything came together in terms of chemistry, Bogut's health, so on and so on and so on, that you guys would, would make the playoffs and be, you know, kind of approaching fifty wins? Rod, that's tough because there's so many twists and turns and you look at the preseason and not knowing Bogut's health and, and obviously even not knowing Steph's health for that yeah. matter, not not really knowing how Barnes would, would play and people forget Azili was the starting center and to put a rookie into a starting center spot that's the 30th pick, there was a lot of variables. So a lot of question marks. Um, I, I, I you know It's hard. The position is, that, that I'm in as the general manager, you I, you're almost – to the point of it's like a bad paranoia where you always think things are going to go bad. <laughs> so you never want to envision the best outcome, which would be playoffs. Um, you're always trying to hold the thing together. But but as we sit now, what I'm most, uh, I guess, proud of is that our guys have continued to work through the obstacles of the season. We've had highs and lows. We've had injuries. We've had setbacks. We've had players playing well, players struggling. And to find ourselves where we are now is encouraging in that they've worked through it. And it's nice to see a young team face uh, face some hurdles and get over them. So where we are now, yeah, I'm encouraged with the growth of the team. You know, though, but the alchemy, you guys got it right. You know, and, and, and the job of putting together a team, you know, you and, and Larry Riley and Jerry West and, and others, you guys you know, sort of nailed it with the young group, guys coming in from different places, you know, Jared Jack and Carl Landry and a fairly young coaching staff. I mean, it, it, it worked and, and not necessarily immediately, but it has worked fairly quickly. That's the part that impresses me is that there was really no lead time or lag time in order to get it going. Yeah, it's hard. But, you know, you think about it and I look at the, I, I try to study, especially here in the Bay Area, the successful franchises of the Giants and, and, and obviously Billy Bean with the A's and the 49ers now and, and the Raiders have also had success in the past. And it's, it's hard. Um, you have a plan and you think about what, how do you build a team? Um, and there's a lot of different ways to do it. I don't believe that there's one way to do it. And you put that plan in motion and you have conviction with it. But sometimes the best laid plans don't don't lead to the right results or don't come <laughs> to fruition. So, you know, as far as patting ourselves on the back and things like that, you, you just can't ever do that. And, and, it, and you like to say that a plan did come together and be thankful for something like that. But the one thing we try to do is just continue to move forward and, yeah. and continue to put the time in and put the work in. And that's the only thing because for, for us, the philosophy and, the, and all the way from ownership on down is do the work and the results 
will come. And one thing I said at the start of the season uh, to, to some of the media at the outset was um, you don't necessarily um, aren't going to achieve success, but you can deserve it. And, and we felt like by putting the work in, not only in the front office, but on the court with our players and coaching staff, that by the end of the season, we could deserve some kind of success. And I think we've come close to accomplishing that. But, Rod, you know, next year it could be a situation where we go in and we have all these great ideas and uh, it, it doesn't come yeah. uh, together. But you say it's, it's a very fragile thing in every sport. It's very fragile. I mean, you look at organizations that you look at predictions. I was looking at some of the predictions of where we would finish in the Western Conference today, just just because I remember looking back and a couple couple very highly renowned um, periodicals and publications said we'd finish 13th in the West, and our record would be projected to be 28 and 54. So you know what, <laughs> you can't get caught up in too much of it. You try your best to uh, do the work and hope the results come and, and put together a team that is willing to work hard. And and I think we've done that. At, at minimum, we've put together a good group of guys that want to be good. The Ring Central guest line, that is the Warriors GM, Bob Myers. And when you think of acquiring Jared Jack and signing Carl Landry and drafting Festus Sazili and Draymond Green, getting Kent Bazemore, Harrison Barnes, I mean, it, you know, you've pushed a lot of the right buttons. If you can, Bob, and I don't know if you're uncomfortable talking about this, but I think that the conversation you had with the players at the beginning of the year where you said you all have reputations and you're all thought of one way around the league and none of that changes or the reputation doesn't evolve unless you go do it on the court. I put that in the context of this team being third in field goal percentage defense. To me, that is almost incomprehensible with Brandon Rush being out and Bogut missing half the season that the Golden State Warriors could be third in field goal percentage defense in the NBA. I, I just, to me, that, that, that speaks to every guy that has put a jersey on this year. That's a lot of pride and a lot of effort and a lot of contesting shots and a lot of playing like it matters on the defensive end of the of the court. There's just no two ways about it. Yeah, and you know what, Bob? I think that every player, you get to the NBA and you have hopes to play. One, you want to be a successful player. You want to get time. You want to get minutes. You want to get paid. Let's be honest. Guys want to make their money and make a career out of it. But the best players and the best guys want to win because at the end – that's what matters. And if you play five years or 10 years or 15 years and you're an all-star and you have all these individual accolades, that doesn't garner the type of respect that you get even for being a Robert Ory type guy who's won, I don't know how many rings, six, seven rings. You look at that guy and you look at what he did when, 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 when things were on the line, when the game mattered, when the, when the playoffs approached, when the playoffs were there. Those type of guys can walk around at the end of their career and say, I don't care what I did individually. I won, and I'm a winner. And that's what I challenged our players with. I said, we've, gotten, we've got guys on this team that have the ability to achieve a lot of things individually or already have, but we don't have a group that has experienced winning not much individually but also not much together. So that was the challenge, and I said, when you think about players in the NBA um, on various teams and you, and you look at rosters, there are certain guys that – have that characteristic of they just help you win games. Um, and that's what I challenge the group. And, and I think slowly our players are starting to embrace that. And you know what? When you do that, Bob, it's a lot of fun. I mean, losing sucks. Losing's <laughs> awful. But, but winning and winning the right way can be uh, can be an, a wonderful feeling, and um, especially when is that on the it. back of your business card? Losing sucks. Just <laughs> Bob Myers, G, GM, Gold State Warriors on the back. Losing sucks. I like oh, that. It'd be good. Yeah, yeah put it on the back. But, of but uh, no, you know what? Our guys, um, 
I'm proud of them in a, in a lot of ways, but but there's still work to be done, certainly, and uh, I think they know that. Um, but we've made a step in the right direction. That's as far as I'll go. It's it's been a good step. Warriors GM Bob Myers joining us, courtesy of the Ring Central guest line here on the Fitz and Brooks show. Just to piggyback on what Bob said about the defense, I love the fact that this young squad of offensive players figured out seemingly early in the season, if not at the very beginning of the season. If they're go- they can score, but if you're going to win, it's about defense and the effort that comes along with it and rebounding. Mm-hmm. And with the exception of a couple of hiccups over the course of this season, I guess the most recent one, maybe three weeks to a month ago, when the defense you could see was clearly lacking and guys were, were hurting you from beyond the three-point line, the defense has been there. It's been consistent. I mean, we all know this, and, and even people who aren't in the know in the NBA but watch a lot of basketball know this. It's hard to get dudes to play defense. It's even harder to get young dudes to play defense. You get a full team of those guys to do that, you know you're working with a pretty good group. Yeah. No, Rod, I think that you hit it on the head. I think that uh, it's it's interesting. More, more time is spent after games, before games, uh, in the locker room when you come to our practice facility – you're talking about defense more than you're talking about offense, which mm-hmm. I think is a new thing uh, for this organization, certainly. Um, but that's that, that, that to me is what wins. I mean, I think you guys have seen that in every sport. I mean, offense is exciting, and that's one thing that this fan base and, and we've been accustomed to and maybe taken for granted, and it's great to score. I mean, obviously, if you're all defense and no offense, that's, that's not that great either. But, but for us as an organization and a coaching staff, and the players that play for us have all realized that uh, without the defensive side of the ball, you don't win. You don't win consistently. There's nights where we're going to have guys that don't make shots, and, and, and we have some of the best shot makers in the league. But if you don't guard your position, um, what you're going to see now is you're going to stand out. used to be possibly within this organization – you had four guys not playing defense and one guy playing defense. Well, right. you know, that the other four guys, they didn't stand out because there's no accountability. Now, and you guys have played played sports, if you're if you're on the court with five guys, right, and you're you're one of the five, and everybody else is busting their tail and and guarding their man and you're the one odd man out, a couple things are going to happen. You're going to know it, right? Your teammates mm-hmm. are going to know it, the coaching staff's going to know it, and the fans are going to see it. So you got accountability on all those different levels that hasn't existed before. And at the end of the game, you don't even need anybody to tell you that you didn't get the job done. So just raising the level of accountability on the defensive side of the ball has gone a long way. Um, and, and it still has to go a long way because if we're fortunate enough to make the playoffs, and then you guys have watched a lot of basketball, to me, the playoffs, the, the playoffs represent an entirely different game. Of basketball, I mean, I think it's 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 it is still the NBA, but it is a huge leap in the intensity, in the in the valuing the possessions, in in in, in winning on the road, uh, in winning in crunch time, in getting out of ruts when you can't score, in rebounding. Everything goes up to another level, and that's where I think you evaluate what you have on your team. Who's not afraid of that moment? Who's willing to step up? And the great thing about us is, if we get there, who's going to respond for our team? I mean, who's going to step up for our team? And that'll be great for us as an organization to, to evaluate. And it's a great learning experience. I mean, Oklahoma City, however many years ago, was the eighth seed, I think, and played the Lakers. And that's where they kind of grew up. I think they lost 4-2, to two, um, but, but they saw what it took to, to get to where they wanted to go. And, and, and I think that experience, just that experience, although they didn't get out of the first round, helped them uh, along the way. Ring central. Ring central. 
Ring Central guest line brings us Warriors GM Bob Myers here on KMBR 680. Uh, real quick, two part playoff question: Do you do you think you have the ability to uh, operate in the half court offensively in the playoffs, or do you even think you need to do that with this team? I think you're going to need to. Um Rod, I think that we do have the ability. We're going to be challenged. I think um, teams are going to put on a type of pressure that we've never seen before just because mm-hmm. it is the playoffs. And we're if we make it, we'll be playing a very good team. I don't know which team it will be, but if we get in, it's not going to be <laughs> – it's going to be a challenge, whoever it is. The Western Conference is extremely difficult. But I think, honestly, the next eight games are going to be crucial for us in, mm-hmm. in how we execute and prepare. And if we don't take care of business there, there will be no playoffs. But if, if, if we get there – um, yeah, half court's extremely important. That's just, history just tells you teams are getting back on defense in the playoffs. There's no easy baskets. You look at fast break points in the regular season and you compare it to the playoffs, even the Heat and the Nuggets and teams that run, it's a totally different different idea in the playoffs. And and even if you don't face it in a certain round of the playoffs, one team along the way, it, 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 as, as a team advances – uh, whatever style you play, you're going to have to play in the half court at some point in the in the playoffs. So you better be ready to do it. And again, it'll be interesting to see. Um, but but teams have made us play that way in the regular season. We've had some success. We've stumbled at times. Um, but to take the next step, I think you really have to be a team that executes. San Antonio, to me, might do it the best, no matter who they throw out there, um, whether it's their their big three or or guys that are Hall of Fame players. Even guys coming off the bench, they execute in the half court, and that's uh, that's a great thing to watch and hopefully aspire to. Hey, Bob, we'll let you go with this one because we're up against it, but there are some tickets for Wednesday and Sunday. You know, you never know when the Warriors' clinching night would be. You could put Utah away on Sunday, and, you know, maybe that would be it. So I would encourage people to get out there. Also, uh, A's and Warriors on Wednesday. So mm. very busy over there in terms of using BART or carpooling or just allowing yourself extra time. Great that the A's are drawn, Warriors are selling out. But Wednesday, you know, obviously would encourage people just so it's not a fiasco to, to make, you know, get you know get on BART, carpool, get there early, whatever it takes for that stuff too. Yeah, and, that, and then the fans have been unbelievable uh, all year. I mean, if we get there and we uh, are able able to win – um, and get to the playoffs and win some of the next games, man, I mean, they deserve it more, more than anybody else. The 27 sellouts, uh, it, really, it, it's going to sound insincere, but it would mean a lot for me personally to do it for this, uh, for this fan base from a guy that grew up here. So thanks for having me on, guys, and I uh, appreciate, appreciate uh, the good questions from you, Rod. Fitz was not in this game today. I mean, it's, it's, it, it happens. <laughs> hey, I'm going to deal with him on a daily basis. Man, so. Sorry, Rod. Yeah, I feel well, bad I'll get my reward in hey, yeah. Bob, you're back to Gary yeah. and Larry. All right. All right. All right. Good. Thanks for the time, thanks, Bob. Guys. We Take appreciate care. it. Right. That is the GM of the Warriors, Bob Myers. Hey, guys. Thanks a bunch. Well, here's the thing about him. Grew up here, went to high school here, went to his first Warrior game to watch Joe Barry Carroll, and, and said – 